news really is. So let's find out what's in it. So our first topic is super fast electric car charging with a dealer need touch. So let's see uh, this article, what this article trying to tell us about. Despite the growing uh, popularity of electric vehicles, many uh, consumers still hesitate to make the switch. One reason is that it takes so much longer to power up an electric car than it does to gas up a conventional one. But speeding up the charging process can damage the battery and reduce its lifespan. Now, scientists report that they have designed super fast charging method tailored to power different types of electric vehicles, batteries in 10 minutes or less without harm. The researcher will present their result today at the fall meeting of the American Chemical Society ACS. Fast charging is the key to increase consumer confidence and overall adoption of electric vehicles, says Eric Dufek, PhD, who is, a, who is presenting this work at the meeting. It would allow vehicle charging to be a very similar to filling up at a gas station. Such an advance could help the U.S. reach President Biden's goal that by 2030, half of all vehicles sold should be electric or hybrid. Charging the lithium-ion batteries that fuel electric vehicles is a delicate balancing act. Ideally, drivers want to power up as quickly as possible to get back on the highway. But with current technology, speeding up the process can cause damage. When a lithium-ion battery is being charged, lithium ions migrate from one side of the device, the cathode, to the other, the anode. By making the lithium-ion migrate faster, uh, the battery is charged more quickly, but sometimes the lithium ions don't fully uh, move into the anode. In this situation, lithium metal can build up and this can trigger early battery failure. It can also cause the cathode to wear and crack. All of these issues will reduce the lifetime of the battery and the effective range of the vehicle, expensive and frustrating consequences for drivers. One solution to this conundrum is to tailor the charging portal in a way that optimizes speed while avoiding damage for the many different types of battery design currently used in vehicles. By de uh, developing optical protocols requires a huge amount of data on how various methods affect these devices' lifetimes, efficiencies, and safety. The design and condition of batteries as well as the feasibility of applying a given charging protocol with the current electric grid infrastructure are also key variables. To address these challenges, Dufik and his research team at Idaho National Laboratory now report the use of machine learning techniques that incorporate charging data to create unique charging protocols by imputing information about the condition of many lithium-ion batteries. During their charging and discharging cycles, the scientists trained the machine learning analyzer to predict lifetimes and the ways the different design that uh, dif uh, design would eventually fail. The team then fed the data back into the analysis to identify and optimize new protocol that they then tested on real batteries. We have significantly increased the amount of energy that can go into a battery cell in a short amount of time, say Dufik. Currently, we are seeing batteries charged to over 90% in 10 minutes without lithium plating or cathode cracking. 
going from a nearly dead battery to one at 90% power in only 10 minutes is a far cry from current method, which at best can get an electric vehicle to full charge is in about half an hour. Uh, while many researchers are looking for method to achieve this sort of super fast charging, do fix it that one advantage of their machine learning model is that it ties the protocol to the physics of what is actually happening in a battery. The researchers plan to use their model to develop even better methods and to help uh, help design new lithium-ion batteries that are optimized to undergo fast charging. Duofix says that the uh, ultimate goal is for electric vehicle to be able to tell charging station how to power up their specific battery quickly and safely. So. Uh, let's wrap up this article and, and uh, by wrapping up this article uh, they just uh, uh, the main motto of this article is how to uh, uh, super fast your electrical devices sorry your electrical cars and uh, there is a U uh, US uh, specific goal by 2030 it uh, the most of the uh, cars in the US mostly are are uh, are of uh, electric or hybrid cars and it's uh, necessary uh, for every country i think uh, it's necessary for even most part of the asia more parts of the europe most part of the uh, united states and, and uh, america so it's uh, it's a good thing and by uh, by this research or by this uh, efficiency of work it can be a great choice for many or many of the consumer or or the customers who are willing to buy an electric car are lacking behind because of this problem so it will be resolved by uh, by this and it's a great for the consumer uh, base of course so it will be easy uh, of course it's uh, environmental friendly and it's uh, it's great uh, to the consumer to pay uh, uh, to go uh, on a longer drive uh, in comparison to normal uh, cars which we have already so let's hope for the best in the future and uh, yeah that's it so let's move on to our next topic which is new finding reveal how recovery progresses following inflammation triggered by injury or illness let's see Inflammation is the body's first line of defense, occurring or draws of immune cells rush to the site of injury or acute illness to make repairs and stem further damage. While when successful inflammation helps the body survive and heal after trauma, however, when the recovery following an inflammatory response goes awry, it signals that damage is still occurring and the inflammation itself can cause further injury leading to more severe illness or even death but what uh, differentiates a good inflammatory recovery from a bad one a new study later research at harvard medical school and Massachusetts general hospital published august 2022 in nature communication yields critical uh, clues the scientists identify universal feature of the inflammatory response of patient who successfully recovered after surgery or acute illness such as COVID-19, heart attack, and uh, sepsis. These features they discovered include precise paths that 
white blood cells and platelet count follow as they uh, return to normal. If reaffirmed in further studies and eventually codified as a clinical guideline, the findings could help uh, clinicians more quickly recognize when an individual patient recovery isn't going well, allowing them to intervene earlier. An ancient process. Inflammation is a general response to almost all disease, and as such, people have been attempting to describe it for thousands of years. In ancient Rome, medical uh, writer Olus Celsus outlined the four cardinal symptoms of inflammation, redness, warm swelling, and pain. And later, physician and surgeon Galen added loss of function to the list. Today, scientists know that, uh, know that the symptoms of Inflammation arises as the immune system mounts a response to injury or acute illness, sending out protective white blood cell proteins and chemical factors that cause physiological changes in the body. Although clinicians today are good at identifying patients who are experiencing inflammation based on signs like high white blood cell count of or fever, there is no guidance on assessing how the inflammation is going and whether it is subsiding in a, an appropriate manner, said senior author John Higgins, Higgins, a professor of system biology in the Baitnik Institute at HMS. As physicians, we are surprisingly ill-equipped to, dis uh, to distinguish patients whose inflammatory response is going well from patient whose response is not. Yet knowing whether inflammation is effectively responding to the illness and progressing toward recovery is essential since it can help doctor decide whether to stand back and let a patient body heal on its own or intervene. Higgins and his team set out to understand inflammatory recovery to determine whether there are common uh, features uh, to a successful recovery. Sign of success. Because inflammation occurs in patients who are already sick, it can be a complicated process to study. Thus, the researcher knew that to isolate common features, they would need to study inflammatory recovery in a highly controlled setting. We needed to find a situation where everybody starts off in the same general uh, stable state of health and then they all get a similar inflammatory st uh, stimulus at a specific time. Explained first author Brody Foy, a research fellow in system biology at HMS and Mars Channel. They settled on non-emergency non cardiovascular surgery, more specifically coronary bypass, valve replacement, or some combination. These procedures are often performed in relatively healthy patients who have underlying heart issues but are uh, otherwise stable or, and not experience problems that require in, uh, immediate uh, treatment. However, all cardiovascular uh, vascular surgery involves considerable tissue trauma and damage as surgeons access the heart for surgical repairs prompting a significant inflammatory response. To identify patterns of inflammatory recovery, the researcher worked with author Thorolf Sund, uh, the HMS Edward T. Churchill, professor of surgery at Mass General, to examine, to examine medical record uh, data from 400 
4,693 patients at Mass General who underwent cardiovascular surgery. After analyzing dozens of measurements simultaneously, they found common features in the trajectories of patients who recovered well. They honed in on two variables that reliably identified trajectories for successful inflammatory recovery, white blood count, uh, white blood cell count, which not surprisingly become elevated during inflammation and platelet count, which decreases as platelets are used up for clothing and healing. Among the patients who recovered well after surgery, white blood count, uh, white blood cell count decreased at a precise rate, while platelet count increased at a different but also precise rate. These trajectories, the researcher said, can be used to monitor recovery in a personalized way. Physicians usually contract the changes in 20 different variables at once. We really wanted to be able to define good recoveries in terms of a small number of measurements that physicians and even patients are already familiar with, said author Jonathan Carlson, a hematologist and researcher at HMS and MGH. The team that expanded the study to look at other types of surgery that cause significant inflammation, including limb amputation, hip replacements, caesarean sections, partial colon removals, and a complex pancreas surgery called a Whipple procedure. They also looked at inflammation-causing infections such as COVID-19 and clostridium difficile colitis, as well as sepsis. A life-threatening inflammatory response precipitated by an by an injection. Finally, they uh, analyzed pattern of recovery after events like heart attacks and strokes that cause oxygen to, uh, deprivation to tissues and can prompt abbreviated inflammation. The researcher found the patient who recovered well or followed the same characteristic trajectory for white blood cell count and platelet count returning to the normal range as their cardiovascular surgery counterparts and did so no matter their condition or age. These patterns are uh, were also consistent regardless of how quickly patient recovered or uh, at what level their white blood cell and platelet count started. Moreover, the scientists could mathematically define the precise trajectories that indicated a successful recovery. White blood uh, cell count underwent exponential decay, whereas platelet count in, uh, increased linearly after a short delay. What is exciting about this study is that it suggests they are a common feature of the recovery path for a surprising wide range of diseases. And if we know what a good recovery looks like, then we should be able to identify a bad one, we can say. Translating results for Higgins, these inflammatory uh, recovery trajectories evoke the so-called Anna Kevinina principle, popularized by Jared Diamond in his uh, books *Guns, Germs, and Sheep*. There is only one way in which the, uh, in which things can go right, but many way, uh, but many uh, things can go wrong. Patients who recover well generally follow a predictable pattern of decrease and increase in white blood cell count and platelet count whereas patients who don't recover well may have counts that are either too high or too low or simply don't change at the expected rates. He also draws a comparison to uh, 
P dyadric growth charts in uh, in which each child starts at a different point but should follow the same uh, trajectory of growth and thus stay in a similar uh, percentile for weight and height. He hopes that his teams can eventually create analogous charts for inflammatory recovery to personalize healthy trajectories for individual patients with a wide range of illness. Hignans and his team are working to get their findings into the hand of uh, clinicians to help uh, them better to understand how patients are recovering from inflammation. To illustrate this idea, Higgins highlighted the case of a 78-year-old woman admitted to the hospital after a heart attack. On day 4 of her recovery, her white blood uh, cell count dropped into the normal range, suggesting that she was recovering well. However, her white blood cell count was still higher than the healthy trajectory the researcher had defined and it proceeded to increase over the next several days as she uh, took a turn for the worse. In other words, the overall pattern provided a more valuable diagnostic clue than the absolute blood uh, count number, Higgins said. By signaling a day earlier that something had gone wrong with the patient recovery. Higgins, however, cautions that it remains to be seen whether earlier intervention based on these hard bingers of poor recovery might improve outcome. That is a subject for further research. Our approach really just uh, our approach really just identify high-risk patients, Higgins said. We still have to study whether diagnosing something a little bit earlier is actually going to help, but at least we uh, did have uh, a chance to intervene. Higgins and his team are also uh, interested in studying the underlying biological mechanism that caused white blood cell and platelet count to retain or fail to uh, uh, return to normal after injury or illness. This finding helped uh, generate some hypothesis for mechanism. Higgins said, for example, it guides researchers to look at when white blood cell counts peak during inflammation and explore the process in the body that would lead to exponential decay after the peak. The researchers also want to shift their focus even earlier in the process to see if they can find common feature of a good response when patients initially develop inflammation after injury or illness. Understanding uh, quantitatively what a good recovery looks like from the uh, very beginning will allow us to identify at risk uh, patient at even earlier time points and to design intervention that improve outcomes, uh, said author Aaron Augury, HMS Assistant Professor of Medicine at Mass General. So after all this, uh, um, uh, after all this uh, reading, we have understood uh, that uh, this researchers tried, or uh, sorry, this doctor tried to understand that when time to intervene or when time to uh, just recover by its uh, by the body and uh, uh, of course we know uh, when uh, whenever uh, we have a, a blood clot or uh, something like that uh, in our um, outer area of uh, outer area of the body it quickly uh, quickly uh, get uh, get to cover those uh, clotting and try to uh, uh, try to fix it up on their own if uh, if the body have enough proteins uh, and essential things in uh, uh, itself so 
of course it is necessary and so it's uh, it's a great thing uh, and um, uh, if uh, if the body already have uh, enough power to uh, recover on its own it's better and they uh, they think uh, what's the right time to intervene or uh, intervene on the surgery to get into this uh, patient uh, uh, where uh, it is not uh, recovered or it is going to be ill or uh, it is going to be harm the uh, harm the patient's body it's better for the patient i think so good luck and let's hope for the best in the future of course so let's move on to our next topic which is a more en uh, environmentally friendly air conditioner yeah 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 let's see what's going uh, what's this article going to tell us about summer is in fuel swing in the us and people are turning up their air conditioner to beat the heat but the hydrofluorocarbon refrigerants in these and other cooling devices are potent greenhouse gases and major drivers of climate change today scientists report a prototype device that could someday replace existing ACs it much more environmentally friendly and uses solid refrigerants to efficiently cool a space the researcher will present the result today at the fall meeting of the American Chemical Society ACS just installing an air conditioner or throwing one away in a huge driver of global warming says Adam Slavney PhD who is presenting this work at the meeting the refrigerants used in this system are thousands of times more potent that uh, than uh, carbon dioxide and, and can accidentally leak out of system when they are being handled or disposed of. Traditionally cooling systems such as air conditioners working by causing a refrigerant to cycle between being a gas or a liquid, when the liquid becomes gas it expands and absorbs heat, cooling a room or the inferior of a refrigerator, a compressor that works at about 70 to 150 pounds per square inch PCI turns the gas uh, uh, back into a liquid releasing heat. In the case of air conditioner, this height is uh, directed outside the home. Though this cycle is efficient, concerns about climate change and strict, stricter uh, regulation on hydrofluorocarbon uh, refrigerants are supporting the search for more environmentally responsible ones. Solid refrigerant uh, could be an ideal solution. Unlike gases, solid won't leak into the environment from the AC uh, units. One class of solid refrigerant called biocaloric uh, materials works simply to traditional gas liquid cooling system. The, they are uh, they use pressure changes to go through heat cycle, but in the uh, but in this case, the pressure drives a solid to solid phase change. That means the material remains a solid but the internal molecular structure changes the key structural uh, aspect of these uh, uh, chloric solid uh, material is that they contain long flexible molecular chains they are typically floppy and disordered but under pressure the chain becomes more ordered and rigid a chain that releases heat the process of going from an order to a uh, uh, to a relaxed structure is like melting wax 
but without it uh, becoming a liquid, says Jared Mason, PhD, the project principal investigator who is at Harvard University. When the uh, pressure is released, the material reabsorbs heat, completing the cycle. A disadvantage of uh, disadvantage of better caloric system, however, is that most of these materials require massive uh, pressures to drive heat cycles. To produce this pressure, the system needs expensive specialized equipment that not that's not practical for real-world cooling application. Mason and his team recently reported better caloric material that can act as refrigerants at much lower pressures. They now shown that the refrigerants, which are called metal halide uh, permoscites, can work in a cooling system they have built from scratch. The materials we reported are able to cycle at about 3000 psi, which are a pressure that a typical hydro, uh, hydraulics system can work at. Slavening. The team has now built a first of its kind prototype that demonstrates the uh, use of the new materials in a practical cooling system. The device has three main parts one is metal tube packed with solid refrigerant and inert liquid, water, or an oil. Another piece of the device in a hydraulic piston that applies pressure to the liquid. Finally, the liquid helps transfer uh, that pressure to the refrigerant and helps carry heat through the system. After solving several engineering challenges, the team has shown that the battle uh, caloric material works uh, as functional refrigerant turning pressure changes into full temperature changing cycle. Our system will, uh, doesn't use pressure as low as those of commercial refrigeration system, but we are getting closer, says Mason. To the team's knowledge, this is the first working cooling system used, uh, using solid-state refrigerant that rely on pressure changes. With the device now in hand, the team plans to test a variety of barocaloric material. We are really hoping to use this machine as test bed to help us uh, uh, help us find even better materials, says Slavni, including one that works at lower pressure and that conducts heat better within an optimal material. The researcher believes solid state refrigerant could become a viable replacement for current air conditioning and other cooling technologies. So finally uh, after writing the, uh, after reading this article i i hoping the best for this team because it's a great initiative for environmental free refri uh, refrigeration and it's of course uh, it's for uh, for the environment uh, or for the sustainable uh, development so it's uh, it's kind of necessary nowadays, and I really hope that it's uh, become a product in the market and uh, being installed already in the houses of the U.S. or on the other parts of the world. So it will be easy for all of us, for all of us uh, consumers or all of our customers, to have air conditioner in their home, which is environment friendly, of course. And that works on a simple principle uh, by pushing or um, by, uh, by having little amount of uh, 
little amount of oil or pressure in them. So it's great. I think uh, I hope it's going to be in product in the market very soon. So good luck, guys. Uh, now moving on to our next topic, which is tracking air pollution dis uh, disparities daily from space. So now it's about <laughs> this space thing. So let's see or find out what he's talking about. Study has shown that pollution whether from factories or traffic snarker uh, roads disproportionately affects community where economically disadvantaged peoples and Hispanic black and Asian people live. live. As technology has improved, scientists have begun, has, have begun documenting these disparities in detail, but information on daily variation has been lacking. Today, scientists report preliminary work calculating how inequities in exposure fluctuate from the day-to-day -day across 11 major U.S. cities. In addition, they show that in some places, climate change could uh, ex uh, exacerbate these differences. The researchers will uh, present their result at the following meet of the American Chemical Society (ACS). Air pollution levels can vary significantly across relatively short distance, dropping off a few hundred yards from a freeway. For example, researchers including Sally Fuser, uh, pseudo PhD, having have used satellite and other observation to determine how air quality varies on a small geographical scale at the level of neighborhoods. But this approach overlooks another crucial variable. When we regulate air pollution, we don't think of its remaining constant over time. We think of its as dynamic, says Sudi, the project principal investigator. Our new work uh, takes a step forward by looking at how these levels vary from day to day, she says. Information about the fluctuation can help pinpoint source of pollution, for instance, in research reported last year, pseudo and colleagues of the University of Virginia found that uh, disparities in air quality across major U.S. cities decreased on weekends. Their analysis tied this drop to the reduction of deliveries by diesel fuel trucks. On weekends, more than half of such trucks are parked. Pseudo research focused on the gas NO2, which is a component of the complex brew of potentially harmful com uh, compounds produced by combustion to get a sense of air pollution uh, level scientific uh, scientists often look at uh, look to no2 but it's not just a proxy exposure to high concentration of this gas can irritate the airways and aggravate pulmonary condition inhaling elevated levels of no2 over then uh, over the long uh, term can also contribute to the development of asthma. The team has been uh, using data on NO2 collected almost daily by space-based instrument known as Tropomy, which they uh, confirm with higher resolution measurement made from a similar sensor or board can airplane flow uh, as part of NASA Listos project. They analyzed uh, they analyze this data across small geographic region called census tracts 
They are defined by the U.S. Census Bureau. In a proof-of-concept project, they use this approach to analyze initial disparity in Houston and later apply this data-gathering method to uh, study daily disparity over New York City and uh, New York and New Jersey. Now they have uh, analyzed satellite-based data for 11 additional cities aside from New York City and Newark for daily variation. The cities are Atlanta, Baltimore, Chicago, Denver, Houston, Kansas City, Los Angeles, Phoenix, Seattle, St. Louis, and Washington, D.C. A pre, uh, preliminary uh, analysis found the highest average disparity in Los Angeles for black, Hispanic, and Asian communities in the lowest socioeconomic status, SES tracks. They experienced an average of 38% higher level of pollution than their known Hispanic white higher SES counterparts in the same city, although disparity on same, uh, some days were much higher. Washington, D.C had uh, the lower, lowest disparity with an average of 10% higher levels in black, Hispanic, and Asian communities in low-income tracks. In these cities, as in New York City and New York, the researcher on a, uh, also analyzed the data to see whether they could identify any links with wind and heat, both factors that are expected uh, to change as the world warms, although the analysis is not yet complete. The team has so far found a direct connection between stagnant air and uneven pollution distribution, which was not surprising to the team because wind disperses pollution. Because air stagnation is expected to increase in the northeastern and the southwestern U.S. in the coming areas, uh, this result suggests uneven air pollution distribution could worsen in this region. Two if action to reduce emissions are not taken. The team found a less robust connection with heat, though a correlation existed. Hot days are expected to increase across the country with climate change. Thus, the researchers said that if greenhouse gas emissions aren't reduced soon, people in these communities could face more days in which conditions are hazardous to their health uh, from the combination of NO2 and health impacts. Studio hopes to see the uh, type of analysis used to support communities fighting to improve air quality because we can uh, get uh, daily data on pollutant levels. It's possible to evaluate the success of intermission such as uh, rerouting diesel trucks or adding emission controls on industrial facilities to reduce them, she said. So, Basically, it's the tracking of air pollution in the city, in the United States, and uh, where uh, to take pro uh, immediate actions to get reduce uh, this uh, air pollution and, and control this air pollution, of course, in the U.S. So, let's move on to our next topic which is a reinforcement learning framework to improve the soccer shooting skill of quadruped robot so it's uh, ai bot once again artificial intelligence bot how it's going to be seen let's see <sighs> 
रिसर्च यूनिवर्सिटी ऑफ कैलिफोर्निया बर्कली यूसी बर्कली यूनिवर्सिटी दे मॉन्ट्रियाल एंड मीला हैव रिसेंटली डेवलप अ हायरार्की रेनफोर्समेंट लर्निंग फ्रेमवर्क टू इंप्रूव द प्रिसाइशन ऑफ क्वाड्रोपैडल रोबोट्स इन सोगा शूटिंग दिस फ्रेमवर्क इंट्रोड्यूस्ड इन अ पेपर प्री पब्लिश्ड ऑन आर्गजिव वॉज डेवलप्ड on a unitary A1, a quadruped robot developed by Unitary Robotics. Human legs are not only for locomotion but can also be used, can also be used for manipulation like playing soccer and we want to enable quadrupedal uh, quad robots to also attain this ability. Zhuang Yu Li, one of the researchers who carried out the study tech explore there is a notable league in the robotics community called Ro robocup robot world world cup that has been inviting researchers to train their robots to play soccer game for decades is it really happening okay fine no way let's move Recent advancements have enabled the creation of more reliable hardware and advanced control algorithms for robots. As a result, robots are now more agile and could potentially tackle more complex tasks including playing soccer alongside humans. The framework developed by Lee and his colleagues could help to improve the ability of quadruped robots to the shoot the ball during soccer games. The new framework has uh, two key components, a motion control policy and motion planning policy. The motion control component allows the robot to track an arbitrary trajectory for the toe on its kicking leg. The motion planning uh, policy on the other hand selects uh, an optimal toe trajectory to shoot a nearly soccer ball detected by an external camera to a target location, example the goal post. Our design allows us to decouple the challenges of the precise soccer shooting uh, task into the two substacks control, control and planning set. We can first focus on training a robust control policy that can work on hardware, uh, then reuse such a a controller to learn the planning strategy to precisely shoot the ball to target in the real world. The planner is trained using the real world data when the robot is shooting the real soccer ball. Lee and his colleague tested their framework in a series of real world tests using an AI quad roofed uh, robot. They found that it allowed the robot to shoot a deformable uh, soccer ball to random targets with the high precision. Uh, this is a very complex task to tackle as the robot needs to swing its kicking leg uh, quickly and gain momentum without losing its balance. The soccer ball introduced more challenges because the robot needs to deal with not only the hard to model soft contact and the deformable ball but also the, the uncertainties of the rolling friction between uh, the ball and the ground, Lee said. The methodology we developed to address such problems could be potentially uh, useful for the task where dynamic robots such as legged robot 
have to interact with soft objects such as ball, ropes, leash, clothes, etc. In the future, the framework created by this team of researchers could be used to improve the uh, performance of robots in soccer tournaments, particularly Ro RoboCup. Meanwhile, Lee and his colleagues plan to devise other frameworks and machine learning models to improve the performance of robots in other elements of software playing. Our long-term goal is to develop quadrupedal robotics soccer players that could one day compete with humans. Compete with humans. Okay, Lee added. <laughs> We are developing more complex soccer skills using quad uh, quadrupedal robots, and hopefully, in the near future, we can start a fully autonomous soccer game using quadrupedal robots. I mean, it's hard to digest. Really, it's it's really hard to digest. I don't want to give any summary about this. Really, sorry. But no, not. I mean, I am a techie person, of course. I love, uh, I love robots. I love AI. But this, I can't handle this. Really sorry, man. Really sorry. No, mind. <sighs> Let's move on to our next topic. Uh, sensor could help patient stay on the top of their medicines. Yeah. So. Let's find out. Lithium can alleviate the symptoms of bipolar disorder and depression if taken in just the right amount. Too little won't work, while too much can bring in dangerous side effects. To precisely monitor the amount of medication in the body, patients must undergo invasive blood tests. But today, scientists report the invention of a tiny sensor that detects lithium levels from sweet on the surface of a fingertip as little as 30 seconds without a trip to the clinic. The researcher will present the result to the, uh, today at the fall meeting of the American Chemical Society, ACS. Not only, uh, not only must lithium be taken at a certain dosage, but patients often struggle to take it as prescribed and may misspells. So when the medication doesn't appear to be working, health care provider need to know how much medication the patient is actually swallowing. But the current option for monitoring how have significant drawback. For example, the blood draws produce accurate result, but they are invasive and time-consuming pill counters. Meanwhile, don't directly measure the intake of the medication. To address this limitation, the team turned to another body fluid. Although it may not be visible, the human body constantly produces sweat often only in very small amount, says Xu uh, Yu Lin, PhD, a postdoctorate uh, student researcher who is co-presenting the work with graduate student Jia Lun Ziu at the meeting. Uh, small molecules derived from the medication including lithium show up in the sweat. We recognize this as an opportunity to develop a new type of sensor that could detect these molecules. Though through a single touch, our new device can obtain clinically useful molecular level information about what is circulating in the body, says Sam Imamnijat, 
PhD the pro, uh, project principal investigator who is at the University of California, Los Angeles, UCLA. Uh, we already interact uh, with a lot of touch-based electronics such as smartphones and keyboards, so this sensor could integrate seamlessly into daily life. Devising a sensor to detect lithium presented some technology challenges, however, sweat is generally only present in minute amounts, but the electrochemical sensing needed to detect charged uh, particles of lithium required an aqueous or battery environment to provide it. The team engineered a water-based gel uh, containing glycerol. This extra ingredient uh, prevented the gel from drying out and created a controlled environment for the electronic portion of the sensor. To trap the lithium ion after they uh, traverse the gel, the team used an ion selective electrode. Uh, the acclimating ions generate a difference in electrical potential compared with uh, reference electrode. The researchers used the difference uh, to infer the concentration of lithium present in sweat. Together, this compound uh, comprises a tiny rectangular sensor that is smaller than the head of a thumbtack and can detect lithium in about 30 seconds. The uh, sensor is still in the preliminary testing phase, but ultimately the researcher invention incorporating it into a larger, yet-to-be-designed system that provides visual feedback to the provider or the patient. After characterizing the sensor using an artificial fingertip, the team recruited real people to test it, including one person on lithium uh, treatment regimen. The researchers recorded this person lithium level before and after taking the medication. They, find, uh, they found that these measurements fell close to those uh, derived from saliva, which uh, prior research has shown to accurately measure lithium levels in the future. The researchers plan to study the effects of lotion and other skin products on the sensor reading. This technology has now application beyond lithium. Imam Nijad is developing similar uh, touch-based sensor to monitor alcohol acetaminophen, a painkiller, also known as tylenol, while uh, also exploring the possibility of detecting other substances. The complete sensing system uh, could include additional features such as in, uh, encryption secured by fingertip or for substance prone to abuse, a robotic dispensing system that releases medication only if the patient has a low level in their bloodstream. So, I guess, first of all, hope for the best for this product, for this product or this new sensor, and it's kind of necessary, of course, because uh, how the um, patient, sorry, how the doctor is going to be um, very prescribed about their medication. If uh, if the patient is not taking their um, medicines on time or having a, a right amount of uh, right amount of drugs he needs uh, in a in his or her body. So, yep, it's kind of necessary and it's helpful for many ways and. I hope for the best for this team and it's uh, doing a great job. I am, uh, we must appreciate it. So, 
finally uh, we have ended this podcast for today and uh, there are two or three things I'm gonna talk about it which is uh, of course uh, the newsletter uh, we have started a newsletter in, in our uh, in our website that uh, some of the articles or some of the linking article which is provi- uh, which is given to us I mean, we, uh, which we have in our backup but we can't publish in, uh, it or on the in the uh, surface web so uh, if we uh, if you have any sorry uh, if you uh, want that knowledge on that level of uh, uh, that level of information about other people about other uh, how it is interlinked with politicians how it is interlinked with uh, big tech giant companies or many more other things so uh, we have been uh, covering those articles or covering those information on our newsletter so it will be very beneficial for those who really uh, who have interested in this uh, in this kind of topics and of course everything is interlinked uh, nowadays it, it we are we all are dependent on each other in some or the other way so how uh, it will be helpful for you to how it can affect in your life and how it can be affected in your life in the future so uh, you you will be better known earlier rather uh, realizing afterwards so if you want uh, if you want uh, really wanted to get those articles or get those information so subscribe to our newsletter it's just a ten dollar a month and uh, for uh, for the yearly basis we have given a hundred dollars which which uh, is kind which is discounted of course if you uh, pay ten dollars a month it will be cost you around 120 dollars in the year but if you uh, uh, if you pay earlier it will cost you around hundred dollars on yearly basis and we are also going to start our nfts on, on the blockchain on different kind uh, on the ethereum blockchain so if you want, uh, really wanted to get the part of that so please i mean it's going to be an interesting nfts about the information about the specific uh, about the mysteries of the uh, uh, mysteries of the research side or mystery of the dark side of the internet and many more other things so it i know uh, uh, you, uh, it will be difficult for everyone, but uh, for those who are who have a little bit knowledge about NFTs, how it works, how uh, how it is minted, and uh, we have already uh, have a video about that. So if you check it out in our uh, YouTube channel, it will uh, you you going to see it that how it uh, how it is really works. So. Uh, yep, it will be beneficial for you, for sure, I know, and 
that's all about it and now we are wrapping up this podcast and till then keep healthy keep researching and stay curious goodbye bye bye sir